Welcome back, everybody, to Two Spot Monkeys Live. It is episode 95. We are slowly crawling our way to 100, and uh, we'll get there uh, this fall, actually, sometime. Uh, I'm Jim, and joined, as always, by Tom. Tom, how are you doing? Jim, I'm great. Good to be with you. Good to be with you as well. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we got together. To, uh, last week, just life got in the way. And I mean, nothing happened last week, though. We couldn't have talked about it. Goodness gracious. Um, what a what a crazy time to be a wrestling fan. Like, I'm more excited about pro wrestling in general right now. I mean, AEW has had my, my interest for the last few years. But WWE is stepping up their game with Triple H in charge. Uh, GCW, I enjoy keeping up with what goes on there. I don't get to watch everything because A, money, and B, time. Um, Although I will say, and here's our first fantasy wrestling uh, note of the week. Good job on you and I picking up uh, Ciclope and Miedo Extremo uh, just in time for them to lose the titles. That was very helpful for both of our scores. Um, there may have been some four-letter words said when I read those results. but I'm bringing up the rear in that league, which is not common for me. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm bummed. I'm bummed. <laughs> We, we've both struggled. We're both sitting at the bottom of that, uh, or towards the bottom. I think I think there's one person between you and I right now. Um, I will say this: there's been a lot more parody in that league, so which is good. Yes, that is that is always that makes it fun. Uh, fun for those that are in towards the <laughs> right. top. Fun, fun for folks like Annette, who I think is watching right now, who is more towards the top of that league than you and I. Um, but uh, yeah, little, long way to go. Got got some thoughts in my head, so we'll see if. Uh, We'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. It's always fun. I I enjoy that league a lot. Um, and trying to figure out, you know, it's a little different than fantasy football. In fantasy football, you're trying to figure out who might do this or that or the other. And in wrestling, you are too. But you're you're trying to figure out more what the bookers are going to do than what you know. Doesn't matter what Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns actually could do. It's scripted, people. Um, sorry, spoiler alert. If anybody didn't know that, is listening to this, but. Um, and uh, yeah, Annette says, I'm at the top now. You are. That is true. <laughs> We're coming for you, though. Tom and I are going to combine our scores and see if we can get up there. Um, well, and, it's, and as the person who's scoring this week, it's been really fun to see. Um, I want to say, not to be a, 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 a poopy head, um, it's really it's really close, Annette. It's really close. As of today, my, with everything that's been tallied thus far, your lead is not great. Which, which is like you said, the parody has been interesting. Like, like four different teams, I think, have been at first already. And everybody who's not in the fantasy wrestling league is like, shut up and stop talking about this fantasy wrestling yeah. league already. Um, but yeah, you know, it's been fun to watch the the movement. Um, I'd like a little more movement out of my own team. <laughs> Ascending would be nice, but uh, then I make stupid moves. GCW could have told us the Briscoes were in a title match. That would have been nice, but I digress. Thanks, Brett. Um, anyways. Welcome back, everybody, and uh, hopefully, uh, I guess we haven't talked about the schedule moving forward, but hopefully we'll get now back on a little more of a, a regular schedule as we can um, here in the, in the late summer and early fall. Lots going on. Um, Tom, one thing we didn't talk about two weeks ago uh, that I just wanted to kind of bring up was San Diego Comic-Con happened. Um, of course, there's always huge figure reveals, huge amounts of figure reveals um, in and around San Diego Comic-Con from Mattel, from Jazzwares, from every other company under the sun who's making wrestling figures right now. And it feels like there are 400 of them. Um, I got, not that it was a San Diego comic-con, but they, I think went up for order the same weekend. 
I did get in my junk shop dog uh, Road Warrior figures. I was going to bring them down here and hold them up on the screen, but they're really friggin' cool. Um, so I was, I was pretty stoked to get those. Uh, shipping from Australia, not cheap though, let me tell you, because Junk Shop Dog is located in Australia. Um, they weren't, they're not cheap figures to begin with as far as price point. And then, then you hit that shipping and you're like, Ooh, oh yeah, I guess international. A uh, little bit, a little bit more than I thought, but glad I have them. I, I love the Road Warriors. Honestly, those are my first two Road Warriors figures, which is insane. Um, at least in my current collection, I had I had the Hasbro's back in the day. Um, I, had, I had the um, oh AWA Remco's. Uh, I had the Remco's back in the day, and I'm kicking myself that I don't still have those. But um, it's good, nice to have those. I'd love Mattel to be able to be able to get you know some elites or Ultimate Edition Road Warriors together. We'll see. Maybe someday. I can hope. But uh, anything that you, and it's been a few weeks now, obviously, since San Diego Comic-Con, but anything you remember seeing that you were like, okay, that's cool, and maybe I don't have the space, but I really need to find the space because I'm going to want that. Yeah, sadly, nothing that I can recall right off okay. the top of my head this morning, but but I just I know like there were so many things that I, that are cool, and 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 it's and it's not just nostalgia, right? So nostalgia is a big part of that because when you get, it's not a figure, but I'm going to throw it out there. If, you, if there was a Flash Funk, you'd be like, oh, cool, because I'm sure Flash Funk would be a pretty sweet figure. Uh, but when it's when it's something that you're like, oh, you know, the something that you can connect to from your fandom back in the day. It's always fun. So there was a lot of cool stuff. Um, clearly, there's a market, as you mentioned. There's you know everybody and their mother has you know potentially uh, the ability to release figures. Um, I, I love I love what Jazzwares is doing with the AW line. I'm really excited to see those like the first like ultimate exclusive or ultimate edition, whatever those the Supremes. Yeah, those those are going to be fun to see. Uh, the Malachi Black, as a good example, comes to mind. Yeah, I need to get that one pre-ordered because I AEW has been a little hit and miss out here. So whether Supremes are going to be carried at retail out here, I'm a little concerned about. Um, and since that's in Series 2, I mean, I can wait and see if Cody and Britt show up, which is Series 1. And that might tell me whether I have a shot at Malachi Black showing up. But I may just bite the bullet and pay a little bit more from ringside and, and get it done. I've been watching Big Bad Toy Store and I haven't seen them pop up there yet. Um, I have... I have five figures on pre-order at Big Bad Toy Store at this point, um, with probably more to come as they get released there. Uh, you get them a little bit later, but their packaging is immaculate, and, and things are always really good from them. So, And they don't charge you until they ship, um, or until they're in stock, actually. So, uh, Which is dangerous, actually, because I find myself like, I think I might have six things, actually, now that I think about it. Two of them aren't supposed to come out until January, so I get a little time. And they're not all, most of it's wrestling. I did uh, put the NECA ALF. Uh, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, I think, in, in my uh, pre-order list there. And then uh, the G.I. Joe Classified uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, it's a pretty cool one. It actually comes with a mini figure on a card that he can hold. Like, I'm probably not going to open it, obviously, because I don't do that. But I'm like, that's just crazy. Like, he's got his own little mail-away figure. Like, a figure with a figure. It's crazy. Um, as I'm listening to you, I know this isn't the case, but I'm like envisioning that you have like a separate checking account with a separate debit card just for your action figure uh, line <laughs> item in your, in your in your budget, and and which I think would be also fantastic and also a lot to manage. <laughs> what I do have in my savings account 
Um, so in my savings account, the way I do it without you know going into the weeds is I have columns in the spreadsheet that I use to, to keep our accounts balanced. And in our savings account, I have, I guess, sub accounts in that, just, just in that Excel sheet. Um, so I have like our emergency fund and I have uh, any fantasy football leagues, for instance, that I'm running that I keep, that I have the money for. I have, you know, those lined out so that I know how much I have in each of those. And so that I don't accidentally move any of that money into the checking account, you know, not realizing that it's fantasy football prize money and I need to hang on to that till the end of the season. Um, but I do have a line called um, fantasy football winnings, which thankfully the last couple of years I've been pretty uh, blessed in that department. Um, so that's pretty much my figure budget. <laughs> it's whatever I can, that and, and any uh, blow money from our own regular budget. But uh, yeah, so I got to move, move money over to the checking every once in a while. So there is a little bit of that actually, but, uh, but it's mostly built off my fantasy football winnings, which some year will, probably come to an end and I won't do well. And then I'll have to figure out how to buy figures for the next year. So uh, trade me all your good people. I need a figure budget people. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the The big thing for me in San Diego Comic Con, I mean, there were a number of really cool things. I, Pat McAfee getting a figure is pretty cool. I'm a little surprised it's a basic to begin with and not an elite. I think they could have made an elite and made more money. Um, the ultimate Jeff Jarrett looks cool. I probably won't get it. Um, but it, for Jeff Jarrett fans, I think it looked really cool. Um, Johnny Knoxville is getting a figure. I think they're going to sell a ton of those between Jackass fans and WWE fans. Uh, again, as we talked about around WrestleMania time, that wasn't for me, so I won't get the Johnny Knoxville, but they're smart to do it. They were brilliant to sign him to a deal that they could do that with. Uh, the big one for me was that it's Mattel Creations, their exclusives. I mentioned it two weeks ago, uh, the Coliseum Collection, uh, which is an homage to the LJNs, their Ultimate Edition figures. They're going to be in two packs, packaged together in a shipper, um, single-carded, but together, kind of like they did with their retro packs, it sounds like. Um, the first series is Hulk Hogan in his white shirt from the LJN series in that same pose, which is pretty cool. And then uh, Terry Funk, uh, more like the cartoon drawing of him on the card than it was the actual figure. Um, more that outfit, but... uh. I love me some Terry Funk. Um, another guy that I strangely don't have a figure of, which I think I kind of got back into collecting about the time uh, the Elite had the last Terry Funk. Uh, and I, I tried to find it, but just to no avail. And I wasn't necessarily ordering as much online then um, as I do now, which is probably more than I should. Uh, so that's going to get ordered for me. Uh, I do already have the Chainsaw Charlie as well in the Big Bad uh, Toy Store uh, pack, uh, pre-order line as well yes uh annette just posted uh power tone power town figures uh who have they claim they've signed like 150 people which i don't know we'll see how this all pans out that the first series is supposed to be um, a kickstarter i believe or crowdfunded um they posted an awesome looking bruiser brody uh figure um it's the computer rendering so i'm interested to see an actual like prototype in plastic of their figures because their computer renderings look great first series like burn Ganya, um, Stan Hansen, Lou Fez, Brody, Kerry Von Erich, and I could be forgetting somebody. Ted DiBiase was supposed to be in it, but he got pulled, and that's Brody got put into it. Um, Brody and Stan Hansen are must-buys for me if those look as good as the the uh, computer-generated images look, because, yeah, they, they look outstanding. And it's kind of cool that they're doing older figures. I, I think I'm buying more when I'm buying figures. I'm buying a lot more legends and nostalgia like you were saying tom um and less current day although there are some 
people who, if they got figures, some of the more current day I'm getting are more AEW and especially first figures. Like I still want to get the Eddie Kingston. Uh, I may want to grab that powerhouse Hobbs. If I, that's going to be one, if I can find it in store and have it in my hand, really look at it. Um, you know, I know the first one's ringside exclusive, but Owen Hart, when he comes out, of course, that isn't new. Obviously, that's a little more, that's nostalgia as well, but I think that's really cool. Uh, I probably will grab a CM Punk at some point because I think those look good. But um, yeah, Mattel-wise, I'm not buying as many of the the newer characters unless it's somebody I'm already a fan of and first time in the line. Um, yeah, so figures, figures, figures. Uh, maybe as I get them, and I, I did uh, turn in my request to Tom uh, for my winnings from head to head last year. Um, so whenever that is uh, available and and ordered, uh, I'll do an unboxing here on the uh, on the show to show it off. I'll just tease it at that, not tell everybody what it is until uh, I had to actually go back and look. I'm like, what did I even tell him I wanted? <laughs> you forgot? I can't believe that. <laughs> well. It was more what I was trying to avoid was actually pre-ordering it. Um, like I need to go back and make sure what I told him so I don't end up with two. Well, so uh, what I will say is I saw just this past week, um, and it was so hard to not pull the trigger on both the Ultimate Edition Hogan and Mister T. Amazing figures in, in in person. Again, you always like you know if your if your jaw drops when you see the scans or you see the images, and then when you see it in real life, you're like, oh wow, this 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 matches or exceeds. I think that was the case with Hogan and Mr. T. I even was like, look at, to my son, I said, look at, look at this Hogan figure. And like, he doesn't know Hulk Hogan from, 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 from Boo, but he thought it was cool as well. Fun story, not related to Hulk Hogan, but also nostalgia. I got so lucky in the last week as well. I found the WWE ice cream sandwiches. Uh, granted, they're not as good as the originals. Um, they're right. they're good. They're they're good, but so they come in packages of four. I have randomly seen them at a convenience store here and there, sell sold as a single. Um, and I, I and I don't recall if the packaging is different because when the packaging in the in the box of four, they promote Becky Lynch, Roman Reigns, Randy Savage, and John Cena. So go figure that Randy Savage of, of all of the legends is the guy that ends up on there. And then each each ice cream sandwich has a, a printed like wrestler on each side. So like if you're getting like one, like my son and I each had one last Saturday. He had John Cena and Becky Lynch on his side. Okay, so sandwich. it can be a different wrestler on each side. Yeah, yeah. So still tasty, still good. Um, box of four for five bucks retail. Buck and a quarter a piece. That's what you'd pay off the ice cream truck um, that comes down your street with the bell ringing. So um, excited, excited, excited. It was super excited. Like we were leaving, leaving this little market that we went to grab um, some some meat at because uh, they have a good butcher shop there. And I was like, I want ice cream. So we went to look at the ice cream and my wife's like, we're not buying half a gallon of ice cream for six fifty. And then out of the corner of my eye, here enough, I saw buying good- four ice cream sandwiches for five dollars. <laughs> hey, yep, and it, and 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 it was all me, baby. So, and I've done a good job to not like devour them all week. But now I know where my go-to is. So, like, if I not if when I run out and when I want more, I'm able to go back and I'll procure some additional good humor WWE ice cream sandwiches. And what I'd heard from from some folks is yes that they were good. They they missed the you know on the originals the ice cream bars you had the cookie on the front with the picture, but then the cookie on the back was no picture. It was chocolate dipped. Um, so they missed maybe having that chocolate. But uh, I 
I'm still, I, I don't look often for them, but every once in a while when I happen to walk by an ice cream aisle, I'm like, oh, I should look and see if those are here. Uh, presuming I'm going home after that, obviously, but because they won't keep in the car real well right now. Uh, maybe in January, but not now. Um, anything else San Diego Comic-Con figure or ice cream related we want to touch on? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite ice cream flavor? All right. In all right. I actually just bought some rainbow sherbet because I'm apparently four years old. And uh, my wife was like, did they give us the wrong thing? And I was like, nope, I put that on the order. That was me. <laughs> That's great. I don't know why. It looked good. I was like, we're buying that. Uh, you know how you shouldn't go to the store when you're hungry? You also shouldn't order online no, grocery orders when you're hungry either. It's it's just as bad. Well, uh, we don't have a, a set number of things, but you want to start with AEW, Tom? Yeah, that sounds great. Let's yeah, let's uh, it, AEW and WWE both um and going guns a blazing right now, bringing people back. I did have to chuckle. I was thinking about yesterday as I was watching Dynamite. Um and and there will be Dynamite spoilers. So if you haven't watched Dynamite, now's a bad bad time to listen. Um it, it struck me that in the last two weeks in AEW, we've gotten CM Punk and Kenny Omega back. And while I really enjoy what WWE's doing, and I think that, you know, they got to play the long game. It's going to take a little while to totally revamp things there, right? But in the last few weeks, they've gotten back Bailey, Dakota Kai, Eosky, Karrion Cross, and Hit Row, and I might be for, and Dexter Loomis. And those are all great. But when you compare it to CM Punk and Kenny Omega, yeah, okay, maybe we're not quite uh, getting apples to apples there. Um, although I'm, I'm excited about all of those people that I said coming back, I think they can freshen things up big time uh, in WWE. But we'll talk about WWE here towards the end if we've still got time, because who knows? AEW might eat up our time. Um, where do you want to start? Yeah, so let's start with there's... well, start with the trios tournament because the last okay. time we 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 visited, yes. we recorded, we 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 podcasted. Uh, that was just theoretical. The tournament was theoretical. The tournament, the tournament, the tournament. The tournament fleshed itself out uh, with the brackets, so that would be fun to talk through. Granted, we've already seen one match, um, and match two will will air tonight. I still still think it would be fun to walk through that. Um, and then I just I think last Wednesday's show was just unreal, like for from so many levels for me. Like I this just week, this week you're meaning? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Wanted, last, okay. I yeah, just wanted to make sure what you meant by last Wednesday. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's funny. Sometimes I'm the one that's in my house that's like, it's not last Sunday. It was just this past Sunday. And why it's like, it's the same thing, dummy. <laughs> that'll, that'll be my new line for you. It's the same thing, dummy. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. Actually, you would have to say that to me. Two um, Spot Monkeys Live, episode 95. It's the same thing, dummy. It's the same thing, dummy. <laughs> There's the new title for it. <laughs> so you were saying, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. So, so let's. So, I think we should start talking about the trios tournament and the brackets, and then, and then talk right. about the episode of Dynamite that aired this Wednesday with the return of the aforementioned Kenny Omega. Yes. So, the bracket. Um, just to kind of walk through it really quick. Uh, on the left side of the bracket, you have Death Triangle versus Will Ospreay and Aussie Open, which is happening this coming Wednesday or next Wednesday, however you want to say that. Um, on uh, on Dynamite. Uh, and then you have the uh, LFI, Andrade, El Idolo, Dragon Lee, and Roosh against the Young Bucks and their mystery partner, who, as we've said before, was Kenny Omega. That happened, obviously, this past Wednesday or last Wednesday, whichever one, again, you want to say. 
And then on the right side of the bracket, you have House of Black versus Dark Order, which I don't think they've said when that'll happen, but I'm assuming next Friday on Rampage is going to be my guess. Um, because tonight on Rampage, we get the other half of that bracket, uh, which is the Trustbusters. Um, and I don't know which three of, since now there's a four-man team there, uh, but the Trustbusters, and I'm sure spoilers are out there. I don't, that's fine. I'll watch it tonight and find out. Um, against the best friends of Trent, Chuck, and uh, Orange Cassidy. So first thoughts on the bracket, Tom. Was there any omissions, surprises? I don't think omissions. Um, Blackpool Combat Club would have been fun. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society would have been fun. But knowing what we know, I think now, retrospectively goes, now I know why those teams are not there. I thought the left side of the bracket could have easily been the final four. So <laughs> right. when that when that when that when that is right there, like and so the the, the brackets don't the the left and the right side don't feel equal in weight when and I it, look at them visually. And it's funny because without going down too far down the rabbit hole, WWE's doing their women's tag team title tournament right now, and I think they did the exact same thing. Absolutely, the finals are going to be the semifinals on one side. Like, I, I, yeah, so it's interesting that both companies did that in ways that you're like, why? Although. Well, I agree with you. I, I have a thought, but go ahead. Yeah, no. So, so that was my that was my initial thought. As I'm thinking about what the finals are now, um, it has to be the Young Bucks and and Kenny Omega, the the renewed elite or the new the the elite back in Elite 2.0. Is that fair to say? I don't know. Um, sure. 3.0, whatever. Um, that's got to be the OGs. the left side of the bracket. It makes me feel like House of Black has to come out of the right side of the bracket. And that seems like a match I never thought I would want to see, but I think I will want to see. Um, so I don't I don't know, but but you could go a number of different ways. Because even though Dark Order is not with Hangman Page, what if they have to have Hangman Page join their threesome trio and they get to the finals? That's where I think it's going. Okay. Um, somehow somebody gets hurt in the Dark Order or Dark Order steals a win against House of Black and then, you know, they blow the mist in, you know, Malachi Black blows the mist in somebody's eyes and they end up needing somebody um, because there's only really four members now of Dark Order. There were, you know, when, when our Evil Uno less than a month ago or about a month ago said the six of us are here to stay, that included Negative One, who clearly is not going to be in the tournament, and included Anna Jay, who is now part of Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, and I, At first I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like that, but I kind of love her. I'm going to choke you out. I'm going to choke you out. Like she's she's got a little Jericho in her almost. I mean, that's you can hear Chris Jericho saying those things. Um I don't think I don't I've ever told you this story, but but that segue is perfect for me to open this up here. So forgive me in advance for any judgment you make about me. This was also at least 25 years ago. So <laughs> I am really interested <laughs> to hear where this goes. <laughs> so in high school, um, I was like a jock and I didn't run with all the jocks, but like I was like very into sports, very like testosterone fueled, like typical, like amped up like jock guy okay i loved also ecw and i loved taz specifically everything that taz said like i i use that in my vernacular like 
beat me if you can't survive if I let you. Like, you know, not like I was like walking around school to my teachers like, yo, yo, Mr. Peters, beat me if you can't survive if I let you. <laughs> that being said, there was a night where we were going out, driving around just as, as a bunch of friends. We were like, I think we were going to go play video games somewhere. We had to pick somebody up from someone's house. Well, in this in this interaction, someone was chirping from the front porch. They came out to the car and I'm in the passenger seat and they reached into the car and they hit me in the face by hitting like my hat off my head. Then they ran to the porch, they retreated because I got out of the car and I don't think that they, I was, I'm pretty much the same size now as I was then, a little bit heavier. The muscle wasn't as defined, but I was, I was pretty well built back then. And I got out of the car and I said, come off that porch, come off that porch. I'm going to choke you out. I'm going to choke you out. And like, why I wanted to fight this kid was just only stupid, typical 17-year-old me would probably have done. That being said, that connects to Anna JAS. She just wants to choke people out. That's all I wanted to do when I was 17. So right. me and Anna J are like kindred spirits just broken <laughs> up by two and a half decades. Right. There you go. And uh, yeah, she's going to choke you out now for saying that too. Yeah. So, And, and uh, for, for the record, no one got choked out. No, no fight took place. It was just a lot of tough guy talk you know, from a front porch and from a sidewalk. Right. Uh, well, that's that's a good story, Tom. I like that. Tom's going to choke somebody out. Um, see, I will say I, this. When my brother and I would wrestle in back in the day, I always would use the kata hajime to, to, to lull him into submission. <laughs> there you go. And, and it doesn't surprise me that you yelled, I'm going to choke you out, because you may not remember this at all, Tom, but when you and I actually first met face-to-face -face in Chicago, uh, WrestleMania 22 weekend, uh, which is crazy to think that that's like 17 years ago now. Um, no, is that right? I think we're so. at WrestleMania like 39 coming up, right? Yeah, or four or, or 40s around the corner. I, either 39's way. in California, 40s in Philly, so 39's coming up this yep. spring. So like 16 years ago now. Um, that's crazy. Um, you had two children when we first met, um, <laughs> but um. You, we were waiting for our friend Dorito, uh, Chris, as his real name, but everybody calls him Dorito because um, that was his message board name and it's in his Facebook name and everything else. Um, and he was running late and he was one of the drivers for our group. Like, you know, Greg had, our friend Greg had arranged for certain people to be drivers to get us to shows and things. I think I was a driver that week too because it was in Chicago. We lived in the area. So, um, and and I remember you saying Dorito's going to get crunched if he doesn't get here. Um, and so, you know, veiled threats are just something I, I completely put together with you, Tom. Um, Thanks a lot. <laughs> the, the villain of the show. Here, that's right. not the story I thought you were going to tell. So you may you may or may not recall this because, again, everybody was in and out of everyone's hotel rooms. Larry Dallas, I hung out quite a bit with him that, that weekend. This was before Larry Dallas got into the pro wrestling business, started training. He now does commentary for AAA, among other things. Um, he had worked in Ring of Honor. He had worked in Evolve. Um, Dragon Gate. Yep. I am um, Larry Dallas and I, for some reason, and I don't feel like this was fueled by alcohol, but it could have been. Like, <laughs> gra like we grappled. We grappled in one of the bedrooms. Like, which doesn't sound right, but like I want you to, I want you to hear clearly. Like, this was just like two dudes just goofing off, right? But I, I like, I'm pretty sure I, not without hurting him, I, I choked him out that weekend. And I'm pretty sure we went and had McDonald's afterwards. So um, <laughs> that's the story I thought you were going to tell. Um, okay. 
because you know if anything you know i i don't want to throw punches or elbows or strikes i want i want to submit you so that that that's the moral of my story tom the submission machine yes yep back on track we've gotten way off of the i know yeah yeah way, this is this is an episode that you never thought you'd hear right back, back, back on track i do think your your comment whether we get end up adam page the the way that dark order can beat house of black seems to be miro because there's unresolved sure. stuff with miro coming for whoever and- and I kind of feel. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That's it. That's that's the end of that. I kind of feel like we're headed for all, an all out, which you know, again, we're back to Tony Khan needs to speed this up, um, and and maybe he sped something up a whole lot more. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but I, I think we're headed to like Miro, Sting, and Darby against House of Black, maybe at all out. Um, that that kind of just feels, you know, the the enemy of my enemy is my friend or something like that. Um, the non-trios tournament final trios match. Yeah, I mean, we could have <laughs> we could have like three trios matches on this card with the trios tournament. We have this stupid Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and his crew match. I only say stupid because Wardlow and FTR deserve far better yeah. on this yeah. show than than Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt and Sabin Singh. Um, but um, yeah, just I was listening to. Uh, Fightful this week, and they brought up the point that the TNT title has not been defended on pay-per-view since All Out 2021. Really? Wow. Like, what are we doing, folks? Defend the title on paper. I know it's the TNT title, so it gets defended on TNT, but the TBS title has been on pay-per-view. So, you know, it's not, not just that. Anyways, that, that could be an aside. So I think, yeah, Dark Order, um, Miro, absolutely, or, or uh, Darby and Sting, or some combination of that could lead to Dark Order getting that win, but then losing some members where eventually it becomes Hangman Page in that match because um, Hangman doesn't seem to have anything going for All Out unless he gets involved in the world title situation, which I think we'll talk about in a minute. Um, <laughs> and that wants to know, are we sure that Tom isn't Taz's son and not Hook? Well, Taz might have more than one son. That's all I'm saying. Um, so it's, it is possible. Um, Tom might might answer the open challenge some week. You know, I mean, they were in Grand Rapids. Unfortunately, Tom couldn't be there. But if they come back, Hook better look out. That's all I'm saying. Um, could be Red Rum all over again for for Hook. Um. So yeah, I think I put it this way: whoever wins tonight, the Trustbusters and Best Friends. And again, I know there's spoilers out there. People know who's won that. I don't because I don't read Rampage spoilers because I, well, Rampage isn't must see for me like Dynamite. I do watch it every week and I enjoy not knowing every once in a while, something gets spoiled for me, but uh, I enjoy not knowing what happens. So uh, that is the match I care least about in this tournament by a country mile. Um, the trust busters, I feel like they're trying to get them going. I understand. That's fine. Um, I like Parker Boudreaux. Boudreaux. I like um, Ari Davari's Okay. Um, Sunny Kiss, I've never gotten into, but they've also never given me a reason to get into it. And they've not booked Sunny Kiss well. So interested to see where they go with that. Um, and I'm forget. Oh, Slim J. I mean, Ring of Honor 2003 called Slim J. Where you been? Um, that, that's the biggest, like, like what? Like, where has this guy been in for 20 years? Right. I, you know, if Ari Davari was trying to put together, like, like you think about Parker, you think about Sunny Kiss, like underutilized talent, you know, we're going to show that we, 
should have been featured more. And I know it's Ari's the money guy or whatever. But Slim J is just like the the sore thumb here that sticks out like, okay, you've got these young talents who maybe haven't been utilized so well, so you're putting them together in a group. I like that idea. And then random guy that nobody's talked about for 20 years. Um, we'll see. Whatever. Um, I, Slim J's been fine in the ring. One of the couple of matches I've seen him, I mean, he hasn't been... It hasn't been bad. I've just, it just is a weird, like, I didn't have Slim J being on national TV on my bingo card for 2022 at all. So, uh, and, and best friends are just, I like Orange Cassidy. Taylor and Beretta are fine. Um, again, a team that I don't think they've necessarily used as well as they could have over the years in AEW. Um, Chuck Taylor disappears for months at a time, which I don't ever understand. Um, yeah, I, I don't care about that match, and whoever lo- wins that match is losing to either Dark Order or House of Black. Um, the the final the, the finals team on the right side is coming out of House of Black and Dark Order. I I would be stunned if it's Trustbusters or um, Best Friends, to be honest. Uh, so who's winning the tournament, Tom? If you had to pick, oh, it's got to be Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. I mean, yeah, and I've got two of them on my fantasy wrestling team. I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> I got two of them. So you're uh, not going to be in the in the lower half of the league for much longer. Is what you're telling I'm us. Trying, to, trying to make some moves here. Trying to make some moves. Um, although, a little bit worried about another move. Let's uh, maybe pivot here to the world title. Um, CM Punk came back la- uh, two episodes ago, whatever you want to call that, um, as a surprise. August, Unfortunately, August 10th. August 10th. Quick as a lake. There you Quake go. Quick as a lake. Quake Quake lake. Yep. Which I loved. At, at, sometimes it's funny. I think they do this really well. Um, so winter is coming a number of years back and when sting debuted you know that was what the snow was and the winter is coming like they so they name shows things and then there's a reason they named them that i made a comment two weeks ago the quake at the lake was a stupid name for a show and then when cm punk came out jim ross who quite often everything that comes out of that man's mouth i'm like oh and if i hear him one more time when max caster comes out him jr who's 117 years old go listen no stop it jr no um, because he's also to me it sounds very mocking it sounds very like condescending and maybe i'm wrong on that but no, okay, you you hear that too yeah. and i'm like right but it's over so shut up jr <laughs> like the acclaimed are frankly very over as a tag team i don't know if they needed to go back to billy gunn that was a weird like, stop all the turns in that story like just pick a pick a direction and go with it but um but jr said it after cm punk came out the ground is shaking from the the roar of the crowd and i'm like there's the quake at the lake that's why they called it because they knew they were doing this okay you got one tony i'll give you that um so cm punk comes back unfortunately that had been spoiled for me before i saw the show because i'm an idiot and don't stay off facebook sometimes when i know i should that's a bummer. Um, I was I, not spoiled on that, and I and that main I event you was, had said you weren't. I was really glad you weren't. Yeah, that main event was great. Like and, and Jericho taking that turnbuckle knob at the end of the match. Oh man, like I like that didn't that match did not need him bleeding, and then that happened, and it was like oh my I mean, gosh, it's a weekly bleeding. occurrence on AEW at this point. Somebody's bleeding. Sat, yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but no, unbelievable. That match was much better than I thought it would be. I am. I am, I'm kind of over Chris Jericho, to be honest, as, as an in-ring competitor, but then he pulls out matches, you know, when, when they're the big matches, he still knows how to do a big match. 
Um, and, and he pulled through in that one big time. I wasn't super excited for that match, but as I watched it, I'm like, you know, it's a whole lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, and I liked the little nod back to the lion heart and, you know, um, the, the old outfit. And, and that was fun. Um, let's be honest. There's going to be an AEW figure of it now. Um, if they, as long as there's no copyright reasons, they can't, I know they did, um, Cora's de Leon or whatever it is, which is basically the Lionheart um, from when he was in Mexico with a abhorrently bad face scan for him. Um, that's it's Chris Jericho outfit with who dat face because um, it ain't Chris Jericho. Um, <laughs> but um, that was a really good match. Yeah, unfortunately, the punk return had been spoiled for me. Uh, punk and Moxley, the promo that they cut on each other. Well, punk came out and cut a promo first called out hangman page which i have since read um i don't know if you've read these reports tom uh not in the script went off script there on that one um and apparently there's been heat between those two from back when they they feuded um punk still needs to grow up a little bit i feel like there's just a little bit of me that's like was that should we do that like this is a this is a national company uh, you know. I'm watching that on Wednesday, and I'm going. He's turning heel right before our eyes. Oh, he he did. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, and I'm like, but why? Like, why does why is that necessary? Especially considering that he's going to be going into Chicago, which is his hometown, for this match. And then, as you were alluding to, the night continues to unfold. Yeah, and I, the promo off or whatever you want to call it, the promo battle um, between he he and Mox. Whew, there were some zingers being flung, which I loved. Um, and and both of them um, were throwing them. I mean, it wasn't Punk did not eat Moxley alive on that promo exchange. Moxley was right there. Um, and then they battle again later. Poor Tony Nice just gets waylaid um, by John Moxley at one point. I like Tony Nice, so I kind of hate to see him just get used that way, but. There wasn't there somebody I could Cole Carter or somebody in there, somebody in the back we could have. Um, I mean, you squashed the varsity blondes in 30 seconds by the gun club. Because the gun club are now the road warriors, but anyways. Um yeah, I I I, I was a little bit like, oh bummer, it was Tony Neese that just got and nobody will remember it in two weeks, so it's fine. But um and now that match is scheduled for next Wednesday. Now there's two ways to me that I I can think about this. Either one, Tony Khan has lost his damn mind and is giving away a match that people will pay $50 to see for free. Well, I guess there's three options. So there's that. I hope that's not the option. I don't think that's the option either. Um, number two, there are reports around Punk being frustrated. And, and I mean, the guy just came back. I, how could you be frustrated already? Um, you know, do they need to get the belt off Punk? Is something happening there? I don't know. Um, or three, there's going to be something that happens on Wednesday night. They don't do a lot of DQ, schmas, you know, kinds of things in AW, which I like. Also means if they need to do it or want to do it, it can mean something, which is good because they don't overdo it. Like WWE did for so many years, they've gotten a lot better in the last three, four weeks since Triple H took over um, at not or making it mean something, at least if they do it, instead of just doing it because they don't know what how else to book the match. So something that leads to maybe a stipulation match at All Out, a, a Chicago street fight or something. 
Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. They have me wondering, which is good because it's, it's what it's going to make me do on Wednesday night is remove Facebook and Twitter, the app, the not the apps themselves, but the uh, shortcuts on my homepage on my phone. It's going to make me remove them from my phone so that I don't accidentally click on them um, so that I can watch it and see how it all unfolds without being spoiled. Hopefully, if I'm not a complete idiot. Um, what were your thoughts as that as that played out on Wednesday night, and then the announcement that this match is scheduled for Wednesday night? So, I, the, oh, the opening with the promos were, was just like wow, just just wow, and then then then, then the brawl, and then the second brawl, and you're like, yeah, this is going to be hot when we get to all out, and then they, your mic's I, rubbing, just so you know. That's what happens when you don't shave. Sorry, <laughs> uh, sorry. I just wanted to let you know. I, I usually try to be good all show, and then it started. So yeah, I usually I usually try to be clean shaven, but today I made that choice to to just let the stubble let the stubble breathe. Um, <laughs> so the the promos and the brawls, fantastic. The way that they announced that they were going to be having the the match lacked a little bit of punch and and like, even i think jim ross again and for as critical as we are of him like i think he he handled it well he goes we're learning about this just like you are like like almost like i caught him by surprise we clearly know and we've been able to read some of the stuff about maybe the behind the scenes stuff the issues with punk and page or the underlying hate there punk's relative unhappiness whatever that's rooted in if it's legitimate or if it's a red herring who knows? And with Punk, unfortunately, his history is he's kind of a man who marches to the beat of his own drum. So maybe if the direction of the band isn't going the way he wants, he has the ability to take his ball and go home. I do think that his one comment about, um, you know, Mox being the, the heart and soul or the blood and guts and me being the dollars and cents was like as cutting as a comment as you can make, which is crazy. But also like when there's that truth there, like that's what makes it even more impactful. I I, I, I like when to, he kept yelling, tell me when I start lying. Tell me when I'm lying. I was like, what? which, which, which in line, like does not put him to me, even though I said he was turning heel before our eyes, that right there goes, well, you know what? You, he's giving people a reason to go. You're right. You're not wrong. Punk. You're not lying. You're telling the truth. So you're, you're, even though you're condescending and you're being rude, um, you're also not wrong. So, um, so that draws that line too, and it gives fans a reason to go. You know, he, I, I want to side with him because he's he's there's there's merit to what he's saying. I think what we're going to end up getting is is the third option that you laid out. I think something's going to happen where we're going to end up getting something added to this to this battle the, between the two of them that gets us to what what we end up at all out. I if if you would have told me when he went away and Mox won the interim title that when they fought. It would be all out. I didn't know for sure that would be the case. I didn't know Punk's timeline for recovery. Um, and that I wouldn't know who would be coming out as champion. I would have been surprised because I would have thought for sure that Punk would be coming out and, and continuing his, his actual real journey as, as the long-term champion for however long that might be. I don't know that to be the case now. And, and Moxley has done so amazing in the spot he's been in over this summer. Yeah, he has, and I agree. I, I I was sure Punk would win the unification match. I don't know now, and maybe that's what they want, and maybe that's why some of those stories are coming out about 
Punk being frustrated and whatever. And, you know, maybe that's a little bit planted to make us not know. Um, You know, know, I'm going conspiracy theory there. But, um, yeah, I'm very interested to see what it is that happens on Wednesday night. Um, Annette just commented and said, for what it's worth, today's Observer says that the current backstage unrest in AEW revolves around the demotion of Colt Cabana. Um, so demoting him to, to Ring of Honor um, see, is kind of the report um, that he, I, you know, whether you call that a demotion or not, but nonetheless, um, I think it is. I don't think there's any question there. Um, so it sounds like maybe there's some people in the locker room upset about that, you know, blaming Punk for it, um, which obviously there's the whole Punk Cabana story and that could be a whole podcast in and of itself. Um so interesting to know that maybe there's some people not thrilled and and you know if Page and Adam Page and Colt were friends, it wasn't like Colt Cabana was being utilized in a in a in in a worthwhile spot to begin with. Like I love the guy. I think he's a tremendous professional wrestler. He is a great personality, and the impact that he's had supersedes his in ring pro wrestling career. But the fact that we're still and they say we're, that's a relative we're, that we're still dealing with this stuff in this day and age. Like, people work together who don't like each other in all facets of the world. There are sports teams where you probably have, you know, the first baseman and the utility guy that don't get along. But they coexist. They, they make it work. Like, come on. Right. Which makes you just wonder, like, what, what all is going on there? I mean, yeah, interesting. Interesting from Dave. Uh, on that. So I'm interested to see what happens Wednesday night, how it leads into All Out. Um, I think All Out is the card is fleshing out a little bit. Um, we know we have, I, I believe officially we have Eddie Kingston, Sammy Guevara. Eddie Kingston certainly challenged Sammy, and I think Sammy accepted that. Uh, we have Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. We have the Trios title tournament uh, finals. We have the six man, the Wardlow FTR versus Lethal and his crew, um, I, you got to think we're getting powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Um, I, I that I would look forward to. I, I think we're getting Punk and Moxley still um, in some way. I, I have to admit, outside of Punk and Moxley, the card feels a little like meh to me. It doesn't. I, I'm not quite as jazzed about it, which is strange because I've enjoyed AEW, but I don't think they're building anything towards a pay per view that makes me go, oh man. Just, I, I just remember that. how he felt about Forbidden Door, though, and then and then yep. one one week turned Forbidden Door from eh to wow, and then even to take it a step further, then on the night of the event, that sucker delivered tenfold. Right. And and I'm sure um, All Out will be a really good show. I they haven't had a stinker of a pay per view, I don't think ever. Um, certainly, they've had some that were better than others. I mean, yep, that's law of averages, right? It's going to happen. Um, they haven't uh, had a stinker of a pay-per-view. They had a stinker of an ending with the whole exploding barbed wire thing that didn't work. Um, but it wasn't like they booked it that way. They didn't try to do that. It just didn't work. Um, we'll see. I mean, will I watch it? Probably. Um, because, again, it always delivers. But it just right now there isn't like... A lot of times there's two or three matches on a pay-per-view where I'm like, oh, that's what I'm really looking forward to. I really want to see that. And Right now, Punk and Moxley still, if, if it happens, I assume I'm going to really want to see it, depending on how they book things over the next two weeks. 
Um, and with the match coming up on this Wednesday, um, what I what I don't want to see, and I don't think we will, is one of them beat the other clean in the middle of the ring and then do a rematch in two weeks like that. They give me a reason to want to see that rematch, and I think they will. I think they will. Or to I see just, it. I just um, went ahead because you're, 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 I was interested to look. All Out is back at the same theater that I saw um, Double or Nothing or Forbidden Door in. Um, so those tickets are already on sale. Labor Day weekend is always a busy weekend. We try to be outdoors and maximize time uh, in, in or around the water. So saying I can commit to this now um, is tough. Uh, there are only two tickets sold of, of, a, real, of a pretty big theater. Um, but that's where I'll go and watch it if I watch it on Labor Day weekend. I mean, it's a cheaper option for certain. Yeah. So. yeah. And it was a great experience the last time I went. It was just, it was just a great, uh, yeah. The theater experience with the size of the screen and the, and the audio and the seating was, was yeah, it, it, it sold it for me. So, and yeah, and when I can save 25 bucks at least, right. I'm, I'm good with that. I, uh, I wish it wasn't an hour and a half away for the closest theater. At least last time I'll, I'll look to see there is an AMC. I think it's AMC that they went through. Um, whatever the, the brand is that they go, go to, there is one about a half an hour from me, but they didn't, they didn't show it last time. So um, if they do it, that one, that's a very real possibility. Um, Anything else AEW wise, Tom? That yeah, the only other thing I wanted to make sure we talked about because I think this is going to lead to another match at All Out um, was the two out of three falls match was fantastic. Oh, right, right, right. Hello, just yeah. just yeah, just a fantastic match between Danielson and Garcia. Just just wonderful. Like and 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 two guys that if you're going to pretty much have your first hour of your show be the Punk Moxley segment and this like a masterful <laughs> hour of TV in my opinion. Right. Uh, really surprised about, and I and I, our buddy Rob had had kind of, whether he knew or didn't know or was kind of forecasting or read something that I didn't read or see, was thinking that Danielson Jericho was the all out match. Well, we now saw the why to get us there with what happened, but now Daniel Garcia is in the middle, and which I think is too early. To have Jericho Appreciation Society have Daniel Garcia on a pole match, <laughs> the Daniel Garcia ladder match, right? Um, I, whatever, but yeah. So that seems too quick um, to, to to let that be the issue. Again, Jericho's going to address Garcia in the ring this coming Wednesday when they're in Cleveland. It seems again the TV seems to be setting up at some bangers because you know you have the trios tournament, you have. Mox and Jericho, you have Daniel Garcia, uh, Daniel O'Brien Danielson. They get the world title match. You got Dax and Lethal next week. They're not giving you any reason to not tune in. I'll tell you that much. Oh, absolutely. And um, again, the the Fightful podcast I listened to, uh, they laid it out really well that I thought made a lot of sense. In that Garcia knows he's a wrestler, not a not a sports entertainer, but because of the very real life story of the car accident that he was in years ago and the very real life thing that Chris Jericho made a large donation to that GoFundMe to help Garcia and his friends who were in that really bad car accident. Um, you know, they can play off that real life story that he, he would have felt he owed Chris Jericho. And that's why he, you know, 
went with the Jericho Appreciation Society. But now, you know, maybe he's feeling torn and knows who he really is. I love that the crowd, um, and Fightful called this out too, but I loved it, you know, I when it happened, started chanting, you're a wrestler at him. I was like, that's, for, for all the dumb crowd chants we get in pro wrestling, that was perfect. Um, you know, AEW couldn't have scripted that any better. Um, and it happened just organically. Um, I loved in the match, and again, Fightful called this out, but I, I loved it when it happened, and I, I noted it too. After Garcia choked out Danielson, that he didn't, there wasn't a rest period. He said, count him, count him. He wanted that second fall, which why wouldn't you, right? Like, that's smart. Um, and that was really good, like, just like, ring psychology stuff. Um, yeah, a really good match. I think eventually Garcia ends up in Blackpool Combat Club. That's where he belongs. He fits a lot better there than Jericho Appreciation. Um, you and I have both been high on Daniel Garcia since he came into AEW. Um, I believe he's still the current PWG champ. Is that right? Um, so we'll see if, uh, you know, if that has to change at some point here, because if he becomes, continues to become a more and more focused member of, of the AEW roster, I could see them maybe pulling him a little bit, but we'll see. Maybe not. Depends on how his contract is, is uh, set up for that i hope not because i still think there's some fun matches he could have in pwg even though i don't watch nearly any of pwg i always think i'm going to order the shows and the the blu-rays and i just don't um which is sad because i would love to see them but i don't end up ordering them and i don't know when i'd watch them anyways um yeah going back to what you said earlier with gcw time and money time and money time and money absolutely um which how cool is it that I would rather have this where there's too much good wrestling and I don't have the time and or money to watch all of it than to have time and money and go, man, I wish there was something I cared about and wanted to watch. So I'd rather have the, the, you know, embarrassment of riches that we have right now um, than, than the reverse. Uh, again, Danielson Jericho. So I saw that match on the very first episode of NXT. Uh, when they did the whole pros and rookies thing. It was in Milwaukee. I was there live for it. Loved that I got to see it live. It was a really good match. So interesting to see it 20-whatever years later. It, it's going to be one of those matches that I'm going to be like, okay, it's going to happen, and then it's going to be really good because Jericho knows how to do the big matches, I said earlier, and Danielson is just, I think, still one of, if not the best in-ring competitors in the world going today. Um, there's a number of other people that can lay claim to that and, you know, put their pin in, in saying that and, and aren't wrong for thinking that they're in the, the conversation and they are. Um, but I will say Danielson is one of those people who still to this day, when I see him announce for a match, I'm like, Oh, cool. I'm going to like that. Um, whether it's against Tony Nice, you know, like we mentioned earlier, or a two out of three falls against Daniel Garcia, who I'm also super high on, um, I was a little curious if that was going to be the main event on Wednesday night, but the only way you could have made that the main event was if anybody besides Kenny Omega was the Young Bucks partner. Yeah. With it being Kenny Omega, that had to be the main event. And the minute they said, that's our main event tonight, I went, okay, that confirms it. It's Kenny. Like, I was 99% sure it was Kenny anyways. Um, Tony Khan, I almost said Nick Khan. Tony Khan, wrong, wrong brother. They're not brothers. Um... But uh, Tony Khan had said uh, that he 
wanted to wait and bring the trios titles out when Kenny was ready to come back. So the minute they announced them, I was like, oh, okay, it's Kenny's back. Um, and again, super happy for me because he's been sitting on my fantasy wrestling league roster since July 1st. So now I can get some points out of the guy, um, which is helpful. So, uh, yeah. So we'll see where that all goes. I, Danielson, Danielson Jericho will be fun. And the story they can tell here, I think will be really interesting. And, and I think eventually it's to Garcia and Blackpool combat. I, I do think at that point though, we need to think about maybe, maybe that's good for Blackpool combat club. Like I don't want to get into 900 people in the, in a faction. I mean, that would be Moxley, Claudio, Danielson, Yuta, Garcia. That's a, that's a pretty, pretty good fivesome right there. Um, I don't know that we need to go much higher than that um, unless Danielson maybe goes to some mode of a part-time schedule. And I don't know that he will. Um, I'm just throwing that out there because obviously he's had some injuries. Um, maybe then, but uh, the, the team on Fightful that I was listening to brought up, one of them brought up the idea of Regal forcing Yuta and Garcia to work together as a tag team and go after the tag titles. Yes, please. That sounds fun. Um, that could be a really good tag team. Um, I, let's see where it goes. Anything else on that one, Tom? Yeah, no. AEW continues to be uh, destination viewing for me, and I think I think I can say that it's for you as well. And um, I don't think there's any signs of slowing down because if you look ahead, which is hard to do and always not the smartest thing to do, you look past All Out. You've got Grand Slam two coming up in September, and then before you know it, we'll have. Uh, why am I blanking on the full gear? Thank you. I was like, yeah, Um, which November, you know, then they'll start, you know, uh, a month out from that, starting to flesh that card out (laughs) for for two weeks. But yeah, whatever. Uh, (laughs) I I will say, um, I know we're we're coming up on the time that we want to make sure we we finish up. So without we won't go deep into WWE. I will say one thing I just wanted to say about WWE. Um, Triple H obviously has taken over the creative. Um, I think anybody who would say it hasn't gotten better, that it still just looks like Vince is not paying attention. I've seen some of that online. I'm like, what are you watching? Like, and and just stop then. Like, if, if you're just going to hate on it because it's WWE, fine. Don't watch it. Like, I, I don't get why, you know. I know we, we've ragged on WWE a lot, but we've also ragged on it because we wanted it to be better. And I feel like it's starting to get better. I have to admit, I was thinking about this yesterday, and I don't know why. I am really excited to see what Triple H will set up for WrestleMania. Like, WrestleMania might feel like WrestleMania again. And I know I'm way out in the future. I'm excited to see what he finishes setting up for Clash of the Castle, which again, I'm giving Tony Khan crap for not having the card fleshed out on that. Clash of the Castle only has three matches, I think, right now, too. So everybody, let's stop, stop waiting till the last minute. Drives me nuts. Um, and now we're gonna get a world's collide card that gets fleshed out in like two weeks, too, because they didn't announce it until now. And best wishes to 75% of the NXT UK roster that got released yesterday. Um, I get it with your upcoming, but anyways, um, just quick thoughts, maybe on your feelings in WWE too. We no, yeah, yeah, we will talk definitely more about WWE in the weeks to come. And so, um, I, I'll just say that I, I agree with your opinion in that space. I do think that the, the energy and the feeling of the TV has shifted and has changed. And, and if you, if you don't sense that, then I don't know what. 
as a viewer, people were seeing and processing before. It just it just does not feel the same. Yes, it's the same cast of characters, it's the same announcers, but there are things that are different, and the presentation is shifting. And granted, I'm going to use the analogy: Rome wasn't built in a day. You're not going to change WWE overnight, but you will over time. And and they have been able to. And I and again, we, we have the the history, and and I'm going to call it the rose-colored glasses, but it's not inappropriate of Triple H's execution of NXT black and gold for, for the majority of the time there. That was a high quality must see product. Do I expect SmackDown Raw and NXT to all be the same? No, you don't want that to be the case because you want to give people the reason to have different flavors, right? You don't go to a buffet and just have steak only. You want your chicken, your pork, your so on. That's what they have to do there. So I've enjoyed what they've done. I've enjoyed a, a good example. I don't know if you've watched Raw all this week, but the Kevin Owens Drew McIntyre segment was, awesome. was was great. Like from their promo to their match to the to the aftermath with Kevin Owens, you know, telling the Usos, you know, tell your tribal chief he owes me one. Like all of that. Like that's planting seeds for some really good long term storytelling that justified the end of that match. Where like you mentioned earlier. There's always a time and place when done well for a no contest DQ count out that despite the match would have been great if there was a clean finish, not giving that to Drew doesn't hurt Owens and not, and not giving that to Owens doesn't hurt him either. So yeah. 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 No, I agree. It was, it was good. And I love that Kevin Owens um, kind of explained his character change. You know, he's going kind of back to that prize fighter and he explained why, like, they gave him a chance to say the why and, and makes a lot of sense. Um, that was another good, that was maybe not quite to punk Moxley level. Cause punk Moxley was, was just phenomenal, but it was, it was up there. It was a really, really good promo between the two. And it felt, I don't know how much this is true, but it felt like maybe it wasn't as scripted. Like promos have felt that way under triple H. Like it's a little more, let them do what they're good at. Cause you've got some good talkers. McIntyre's a good talker. Kevin Owens is a phenomenal talker. Um, let them just do their thing. Give them their bullet points. Make sure they get across what you want. But yeah, that, uh, you know, we had a 20 some minute match between Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles. Okay. That's good. <laughs> like let wrestlers wrestle crazy. And I love that. Um, McIntyre said, we're two wrestlers standing in a wrestling ring. Why don't we wrestle? Like, let's just use all the words Vince McMahon didn't like in one thing. <laughs> like, I loved it. It was great. Um, and and that part may have been a little scripted by either he or Triple H or both, because um, I think it was intentional to use those words. Um, but I, I thought it was great. So uh, I'm looking forward to SmackDown tonight, too, which I haven't looked forward to Raw and SmackDown. I actually try to watch. I don't always get all the way through Raw. Three hours is just a lot of time. Um, even fast forwarding through commercials for me to find. Um, I've been able to get through SmackDown. I think the fact that it happens on Friday and I've got the weekend to to try and get through that and Rampage helps. Um, but man, yeah. Again, good time to be a wrestling fan. So it gives us some gives us some things to talk about. And I like that most of what we've been able to talk about over the last two times we've recorded has some positive stuff. Yeah. We're, you know, I'm really looking forward to um making our picks here in a couple of weeks when we have three shows to pick in one show. Um, when it comes to the Clash of the Castle picks, I, I, I'm going to reference back to our Ring of Honor picks, uh, around like Final Battle when we said it really depends on where the creative's going from here. And I feel like Clash of the Castle very much is that same way. Um, 
so it'll be fun to see what we think is going to happen, you know, and and what fleshes out. I think there's some other matches, obviously, that seem like we're headed towards maybe, but uh, there's only I think the three the the world title match, the SmackDown Women's, and then the Smack or the Women's Trios match. So that have been announced. So. Yeah, as anyway. we look at, as we look ahead, we're going to be planning to be back a week from today, and then two weeks from today we will have a lot of what you just mentioned laid out three potential pickums, which is a lot. Uh, I think normally we would probably want to preview the NFL season in that pick, which would kind of stray off of our normal pro wrestling topic. I'm going to say we wait on that until the week after. I know that'll be the night, the day after the opening night matchup. I still think that's appropriate. And because I do, yeah. I do think otherwise I, our, our planned event on the 2nd of September during Labor Day weekend with three shows to pick, we, we don't want to, we could, but we don't want to spend three hours <laughs> uh, right. rec- recording. Um, so yeah, again, and as you, as you mentioned earlier on, we we're looking to get back to being pretty weekly, pretty consistent um, in the, in the next at least month and a half or so. And then as we get into the fall, we'll see uh, how things shake out, but it's exciting. And as you said, good things to talk about, lots of high quality TV and pro wrestling and, that's what we're here for. Right. Absolutely. So everybody, thanks for listening. Um, have a great week. We will talk to you again next week. Be safe out there. Stay healthy and uh, enjoy some pro wrestling. So we'll talk to you next week. Everybody have a good week.